0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: oh days, but nothing changed, lest you change. What's around you, how you think, how you live, how
0: you speak, how you walk, how you blank, how you talk, how you teach, how you reach, let it sink. What's your purpose? What's your passion? the pain What's your plan? Is it playing?
1: On a plane? How's it playing? I'm just playing. What's your purpose? What's your passion? Did it pay? All righty. All righty. All righty. I was told last week that I I sort of cut in too quickly or something like that. But, you know, you live and you learn. So I had to slow it down and make sure that um, I was on point. But you are now plugged in with Molly and Joe, the mental warriors. Once again, I don't know, this is episode eight, something like that, something to that effect but um, i'm enjoying myself um to the fullest joe which what do what we what's, what's
0: your feelings behind it it's been a blast uh every week we come up with some new content some new material because there's so much happening so it's just great to have someone to talk it to and make it make sense you know it's like rapid fire you know
1: what i mean it just keep yeah. coming you know certain things just you know i mean history is the gift that keeps on giving Especially Black history, you know. It, I mean, it's so much of it. It's so, and then it's so much of it not taught. So it gives us it gives us a bigger platform than you know, than than what we should have when when it comes down to fairness and equality. You know what I'm saying? That's right. True. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, we're gonna recap. That's what we're gonna do in the introduction. We're gonna recap. You know, I'm Molly, the voice. You know, um, there's something to that um that's my brother over there words by joe um definitely got plenty of words got plenty of knowledge wisdom and understanding about a lot of different things a lot of different aspects and avenues uh we are the mental warriors we hope you know we hope that we're inspiring others to do the same to be thinkers not followers you know um and even if you have to follow make sure that you make the right choices when you're doing so
0: Feel me? for sure for sure So we can kind of recap uh, last week when we were talking about marijuana becoming legal in New York, Um, one of the biggest, the the biggest state as far as um, the economy is concerned Uh, for the United States of America. We bring in so much revenue and financial status for the country. And the fact that we were pretty much talking about how now people are looking to benefit the government is looking right. to benefit off uh, right. of marijuana know. sales. That brings me to it was a um
1: a little it was a little um hey precious how you feeling? Um that brings me to uh to a situation where I posted on Facebook, um I said I forget who the sister is, the sister name, I think she was quoted here. Uh, Michelle Alexander was quoted saying, Here are white men poised to run big marijuana businesses dreaming of cashing in big, big money, big business selling weed after 40 years of locking up impoverished black kids for selling weed, their families and futures destroyed. Now white men are planning on getting rich, doing precisely the same exact thing.
0: Wow, that means a lot. You know what that means to me? That kind of reminds me of the guinea pig uh, template. Meaning, you use the guinea pig to see what goes right, what goes wrong, and if they feel that it's financially viable, and now we're at the part where it could be financially viable. But I also think it has a lot to do with the gov, with the state shutdown and people, you know, dealing with the pandemic, using marijuana as a resource for most, uh, um, for emotional. Well, so people are looking at that as a benefit, as a beneficiary and they can succeed well, this
1: country this country has been benefiting off of the, the, the beneficial effects of marijuana through the masses just by you know the common influence and the such I mean people didn't have to be um well of course I mean it's all about the taxing and it's all about it's all about control it's all about being able to tax it it's all about I mean and they're they're they' they're, they're doing some high taxes over here. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes down to New York City, so um, it's always about the bo- the bottom dollar, which is you know money. You know, um, they did the same thing back in the days with liquor. You know, one minute it, you know it was illegal and the such, and then they made and then it was you know then it was you know then it was taxed heavy and made legal again. You know, what I mean so. I mean, there's that. But um, moving ahead, you know, that was our little recap. We could, we could speak all day about that, but that was our little recap. Sure. So we're going to go to um, our next segment, which is paying homage, paying homage to the ancestors, okay? um, This is an important segment because it's always going to be part of our, our uh, rundown for the simple fact that we want people to understand how much our people – um, has done for the world, you know? All right. So, um, go ahead. Um, Joe,
0: give me, give me your ancestor for this week. My ancestor for this week is Dr. Amos Wilson. Dr. Amos Wilson was born in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on February 23rd, 1941. He completed his undergraduate degree at Morehouse college in Atlanta, Georgia, Mastered at the New School for Social Research and obtained a PhD degree from Fordham University in New York. Wilson worked as a psychologist, social case worker, supervising probation officer, and as an training administrator in the New York City Department of Juvenile Justice.
1: Mm.
0: Okay. So one thing I remember about Dr. Baba Wilson, when I was younger, he was one of those master teachers when it came to the social, economic, emotional status of the black family. He wrote this book called The Blueprint of Black Power. The Blueprint of Black Power. The Blueprint for Black Power. For Black Power. He was very much into the psychology of the African-American, male, female, child. One of my favorite books by him is called The Development Psy- Developmental Psychology of the Black Child. Okay, Where He pretty much talks about from birth to the child becomes an adult, how to raise the child, how to look at the child's psyche, how to look at um, just pretty much development of what it is, the development of the black child, especially growing up in the 80s and 90s you know that stuff was very important he did a, i have a lot of his lectures and a, unfortunately he died very young he was like in his late 40s when he passed away but mm-hmm. he left the legacy for those mental warriors such as ourselves to look back and say wow 40 50 years ago we were still talking about the development you know because we really just started to find our footing like in the late 60s and 70s so mm-hmm. people like baba wilson say was- we when you say we, who do you mean? African-Americans, African-Americans. We were finding our footing because, you know, we just finished going through civil rights, uh, you know, getting uh, permissions, well, not permissions, getting access to a lot of liberties that we should have already had. Correct. The next step to that was what do we do to, um, how do we advance? Right. And you had guys like Dr. Benger Cannon and you had Dr. Boba Wilson. These were guys that were, giving us the answers, the tools to succeed as a black people mm. and African Americans of the family. So, you know, Ashe to Baba Wilson.
1: Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, you I I saw you um post in our chat that um him along with a few other brothers would be, you know, some people that um that we should we should look into studying. If we have it already, and um, can you name a few of them, brothers? That he he um, that circle of brothers that you was talking about.
0: Well, Chancellor Williams is one. Uh uh-huh. um, Dr. John Henry Clark I'm is correct. another. Uh-huh. Um, Aunt, uh huh. Ch- 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 and Chiak Anta Diop is another one. Okay. There were they were all master teachers. Even um, the late Atoro Schomburg, who was somebody who pretty much gave us the blueprint to finding our history and heritage. So these were people that left the legacy of those who are interested in find, you know, finding about themselves, finding themselves within themselves. So these were there's a whole bunch. France fanon is another one. There's a whole bunch of them that are so, not under the radar, but well, they just Well what I
1: want you to do is those same those same um the, that same post that you had sent into the chat. Just throw, let's throw it on the page and make sure our people is able to you know get some reference to, sure. to what we what we speak on you know what i mean you know because there's a lot of background research that go towards our thoughts on certain things i mean yes it's our thoughts but we want to make sure people understand that they can find a lot of this information for themselves as Absolutely. well you know what i mean so we don't want them to you know get caught you know thinking we just flying off by the you know by the wind or
0: what have you you know so <laughs> I'll give it some context, you know. Yes, sir. So, um, who is your ancestor you're paying homage to today? Okay,
1: the great, the late Robert Nesta Marley, uh-huh. aka the great Bob Marley. Yes. When I said the great Bob Marley, um, when I said the great Bob Marley, yes, was yesterday. It, it just came to me, you know, because we, you know, we was going through our production meeting, and you, you know, you put um, Dr. Amos on there, and it just, it just said it, you know. Um, so we're talking about a man who was born February sixth, nineteen forty-five, and he left us May eleventh, nineteen eighty-one. Very, very young. You asked me, was a Jamaican singer songwriter and musician. Considered one of the pioneers of reggae, his musical career was marked by fusing elements of reggae, ska, and rock steady, as well as his distinctive vocal and songwriting style. You know, he hailed from Jamaica. He loved Jamaica, he loved everything. He loved everything what Jamaica stood for. There you go, the, the great the man. The one the only.
0: Yeah, man, look. Man. Listen, he just he just looked like peace. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just he spoke you know. what he's saying. Like, I mean, for that generation, he was just, and for him to have an impact 40 plus years later after his death, you know, he was just for the, you know, he did so much for not just Jamaica, but for the <laughs> world. Like yeah. he talked about peace and love and he was yeah. a Pan-Africanist. So he was somebody who spread the the teachings yeah. of God and, and his music, he used his music to spread the
1: word. And that's the reason why I chose him. No, bring him back. Bring him back. Bring Bob back, man. Bring Bob back. Man. <laughs> that's, that's a like you said, he, he you know, he calm it's a it's a common thing. We need we need more right. symbolisms of a Bob Marley these days, man. You know he I mean? looked like he had looked like he had he had compassion for a fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, yes. you, know, you know what I mean? But um it was meaningful. You could take him down now, but it was meaningful for me as far as Chosen Bob Marley because that was one of the artists in the world that my father was inspired by, and my father actually listened to. Um, My father wasn't necessarily into music per se, he was, you know, into learning and being, you know, just teaching himself. He was just always just learning and learning and learning, you know, as much as he could about himself. And um, it, 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 when I learned that, you know, Bob Marley was his favorite artist. It made me go and see what Bob Marley was about a little bit deeper. And in in listening to Bob Marley's music, it was always a message. You know, always a message. It was always something being taught to you. It was always something, you know, something being um, relayed to your mind. You understand what I'm saying? Um, one of the my, one of my favorite ones is Redemption Song. You know what I mean? And that was my father's favorite. But but it's the words. You know what I'm saying? The lyrics. You know what I mean? How, how you know mental? How long how, mental slavery, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it speaks to it. You know what I mean? And he, we being the mental warriors that we are, we're trying to break those patterns. You know, trying to break that break those patterns and 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 and, and, and get rid of those chains on the mind. You know what I'm saying? And Bob Marley helped me a lot in my, like in the nineties, man. And Bob was, Bob was salvation when it came down to music and getting me in a certain vibe and a certain mood. Let yeah. alone that's when I was partaking, you know, the of the of the marijuana and whatnot, or you know, in my, <laughs> in my you know, the beginning of numb days. So it, you, know, it, you 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 sort of correlate, you know, what I mean, you put it together, you'd be like, okay, Bob Marley and smoking got to go together, you know.
0: That's right, my. My favorite Bob Marley song is Three Little Birds.
1: Yeah, that's a yes. that's a good one. That is a yes. good one for sure. That is definitely a good one. Oh no, it's New York City. you hear you hear the fire engines? Yes. You fire.
0: Can't escape. <laughs> Can't escape the city.
1: Nah, not at all. But we we the we're gonna head into the studio soon. Though. Gonna yeah. head into the studio that all um, get some interviews going um sean was telling you know telling us behind the scenes out how, to, how his, his experience with the studio went and it was a you know lovely thing but yeah that was my shout out to the one great bob marley you know what i mean so um hey ashay yes, yes sir yes sir yes sir so what we're going to go to next is our current and current event segment you know my um, current event segment. Um, speaks to something that Joe brought up. You brought this one up, Joe, right? Didn't you bring this one up?
0: Yes, I did. Uh, current events, we talked about President Biden, his administration is planning to continue building the wall that former President Trump started. So one of the things that we talked about was we thought that the wall was supposed to be uh, something that was a symbolism of hate destruction right like that the administration is still continuing with uh, with president trump's plans right and like well what's the real agenda behind that right right
1: so my thing is it's like it's politics as usual you understand because at some point you got to do something to where you you know you're not dividing the country and all this other crap that they always try to speak on and um, it's it's a sad, you know, the sad situation, which leads us into also what this also makes us realize is the discrimination against our Latino brothers and sisters and us accepting our place in history as African Latino. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so and I know I, I know I am being a Panamanian and I know you are being a Panamanian heritage as well. Correct. That's correct. Um, so. It, it it actually you know i you know it actually is you know heartbreaking to see these kind of things happen towards our fellow brothers and sisters um but we got a little footage about we got a little footage coming up and give you a fair warning that it, you know it's a little heartbreaking but um this is what's going on down down by the border Not sure if they're ready yet. Maybe they're ready. there we go. And here we go. So right here, what you're seeing is a a, a, a a parent obviously just dropping their child over the border wall. This is this is their this is their um their attempt at freedom and what they consider freedom, you know, because they're coming, you know, whatever they're running from. In their country, this is what it. This is what, damn. This is what you know. They're willing to do to to experience this 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 um this feeling. It's kind of sad. And well, look, They left.
0: You they know, look, they're running. It's like there is. It's giving them a chance. A life. chance at what they don't have. You know, right. looking at that. It kind of it's like desperation. You look at what's happening with uh, what what happened during enslavement and in Africa. You know, where does a person have to be psycholo- uh, psychologically to drop their toddlers over a wall? Like, are they at that desperation point where it's like, I can't do anything, but I got to give my kids a chance to survive. Give,
1: give me one second, because we have a question here. Um, from one from my sister here, she, um, she says, "I think no matter what, something should be done about the border situation." All right? Um, agreed. So I agree to that fact. Something should be done, but what I don't agree is the aggression wherein which America tries to get these things done. Because as we go along in this segment, what we're going to show you is that. Um, Mexico is a little bit bigger than what the border entails. Absolutely. Um, if we go by old, old Mexico, as they would call it, it would be um, a little bit bigger. So we're going to speak on that in a second, but I'm going to go to your other question. Um, I know we feel like it's discrimination, but they are just dropping kids here and leaving. As a community activist, as a community um, leader, I I don't have a, I don't have a problem with um, parents or people trying to save their kids' lives. I, it's 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 um it's 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 really you know it's it's heartbreaking that I mean I mean for whatever reason if Mexico is bigger for whatever reason guess what they are now the living conditions obviously is in where you they want their kids to be raised. But when it comes down to it, um having the children come over here to try to find a better life or what have you, it's no different than anybody that's that's come over here to do the same. you know, Everybody should just have a chance to live. I mean i can't I can't sit there and nutshell it one way or the other. And then that goes to our question, and that goes into this question of where does a person have to be psychologically to drop their toddlers over the wall? You know, um, there's decisions to be made. Some people, some people jump the ship when they, you know, when, when when you talk about slavery, you know, people are desperate, do desperate things in desperate times. That's right. So how to judge someone who says, you know what, I don't, I want my kid to at least have a chance in life. I'm gonna drop them over this wall, and then for us to say, well, no, you shouldn't be able to drop them over this wall. It'd be no different than why, you know, why should anybody help us in our dire needs? Why should, you know, why should we, eat, you know, one another
0: help each other? I mean, Joe, you can speak to it. Well, I look at the story of, like you said, of enslavement, of, the tra- of us traveling to these countries. There were people who would rather die, jump off the ships into the ocean, as opposed to dealing with the enslavement to getting them to this country. So that's where I look at it as I look at it as people just sacrificing themselves and their family. They're saying what we're about to endure is worse than what we're dealing with now. Right. So now, um, in her, she said that,
1: um, not looking at this correctly. Mm, Maybe not. Maybe we aren't looking at it correctly, but we aren't looking at it with a closed mind either, because what happens is if you have a solution, then let's but by, by all means let's come up with a solution but to sit here and act as if there isn't problems all all around us all you know all around all these borders listen you know that, that, that's that, that's what that's basically what it is it's like and then she said that um some of the kids are being dropped in these um camps and as such that's because they're not allowed to be able to come over and get help like they once did because of you know trump's trump's orders and trump's policies and as such. So what we're talking about is Biden picking up the same baton and dropping it on their heads. We right. thought it was going to be a little bit different than what Trump was talking about because, I mean, they said build the wall. I mean, they, they said build the wall. I'm saying, okay, what did the, what has the wall been doing? What has the border walls been doing for all these years? Mexicans
0: continue to get into this. Right. <laughs> Well, look. At, well, look at it this way: Who is the government really trying to keep out? You had you had President Trump talking about the bad guys, bad guys, killers, uh, uh, robbers, things of that nature. But who are they really trying to keep out? Like, can you really tell me that these kids are robbers, killers, thieves? No. So when you look at the people that they're trying to keep out into the country, no, these are probably hardworking people that are just tired of what's happening in mexico and trying to find better uh salvation here
1: well it goes it goes it goes into the attempt and what is allowed because what is allowed there's there's more people coming through the wall of the airport than there's people coming through the wall down in mexico Mm -hmm. there's people that's coming over on education visas and never going back let's talk about it Yes. And there's people coming here on planes with plane tickets coming through our airports and not going back home. Nope. You understand? So it's bigger than just the wall. It's about it's about controlling all of the all, 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 all facets of getting into this country and not leaving back out. You understand? And then a lot of it is um, home, homegrown problems because we outsource a lot of our jobs anyway. A lot of the big major jobs, the big science jobs and all that other stuff we get, you know, we get out, we get out, we get our um, big time CEOs from, 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 from other countries.
0: Absolutely. More international because we, Mm -hmm. that's how you make more money. You go overboard. You, and a lot of it's due because of what we owe as a country. So mm-hmm. we have to do these things. We have to outsource to India. We got to outsource to China. We got to outsource to Europe because we owe them so much financially. So that's and our way of paying them back.
1: So what they do is they send you blind. They send us, oh, look, you, you know, okay, look at the border. Look at the border. Look, we're doing something at the border. All the while, the airports is letting them in um, freely That's right. the whole time. So like I said, that's the reason why my heart bleeds out for for my brothers and sisters. you know what I mean, because it's like okay, if everybody else is trying to get trying to get away from their situation or from their from their impoverished situation listen what's the what's the difference
0: you know, you know? and let's look his from a historical standpoint the where the border is was originally Mexican territory to begin with. Maybe they're right. just trying to go back to where they came, their ancestors were. It's not the fact that they're trying to cross American lines. That's probably where they were. You know, we have to look at it from that, uh, from that instinct. You know, the American American War. You know, a lot of the residents, they were pushed further south. You know, anything from Nevada and Utah, as north as Nevada and Utah, and as far west as California was Mexico. Right. That was originally Mexico.
1: Right.
0: So. Right. Let's put it this way, if the Alamo had been lost, (laughs) we would be Mexicans, not Americans.
1: Right, a a, a whole lot of us, a whole lot of us, a whole lot of us, right, and that is true, that is true, it's not after the war, and that is what this country do, this country country wars with people and takes stuff over, and that's understandable. We, you know, we happen to be on the lucky side of history, I guess, you know, you know what I mean? The plus side, because I wouldn't want to be in one of these war torn countries, that's for sure. But like you say, if you look at the map here, um, that was all Mexico at one time. California, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, some of New, New Mexico. I mean, we, we still, we still everything. We are we, yes. very warm mongering and listen, I, I I mean I'm not mad. Business is business. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, it's like okay, if Mexican would Mexico would have won, the would they have been any better towards us? Like you know, what I mean, as black as black folk. Anyway, you know right. what I mean. But that goes into what we were trying to you know tie it into um, with our with our with with us feeling with us feeling that um, with us feeling this amount of. Um, sensitivity towards what's happening what's happening down at the border i wonder why is it so hard for um some afro latino cultures to accept their african heritage absolutely you know because i accept my spanish heritage fully you know what i mean i wish i could speak spanish you know i, accept-
0: I wish i'd met my panamanian family but i didn't know any of them but i know that i have it Right. I woke, so, up, I, I woke up at sixteen years old, grew a full uh, and had a full fro and realized that it was curly, like soft Spanish right. hair. And I'm like, why do I have that? So it was weird. But then I realized, you know, I found out about my Panamanian heritage. So I was like, Oh, okay. So I am and you know, I, very
1: I very cool. claim it every I mean, day. Kind of cool, but I in my in my experiences in life, I've experienced more racism coming from um the Hispanic culture than I've ever experienced from even a white culture, you know what I mean, like personally, Absolutely. you know what I mean, you know. So, yeah, I agree. I agree, wife of mine. Um, that it might take about three more shows to address this because actually, I precious thinks she slick. Like, I don't mind her talking on it. She, she think I <laughs> should have called. She know the
0: number. How about right. precious, you knew the number. All right, how about that? <laughs> well, we could give uh, an example <laughs> of 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 not being recognized. You know, well, we're gonna talk about it before our commercial, or oh, just so briefly, we're gonna talk about. What we could do is we'll make time for it in our, uh,
1: in the end, we'll bring it back. Maybe okay. Press might want to come on, on, on and speak to what she, you know, what, what, what she wants to be understood and heard about. Because as you see, she was typing the mile a minute. Yes, she, she got wants, a lot to say. Yeah, she wants to be heard <laughs> about something. So we might, you know, when she's ready, we'll, we'll know, and might bring her on and let her speak to it. Or it might have a whole nother show because, like I said, it's, it's 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 pretty sensitive, right? It, it seems a little sensitive, right? Because I, I don't mind listen, I don't mind a confrontation, I don't mind you know bring it. Listen, let me know, let me know what you think I'm wrong at because I might have to fix that.
0: Listen, you, know? you can learn from anybody at any time. So
1: yes, 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 yes. Said so we not ready. For- <laughs> okay, sis. I don't know why it has to be we ready for you more so that <laughs> understand some things that you might don't understand. Because maybe you ain't ready for us there in the go. same sense, my sister. So <laughs> you can call in at any time that you feel that we understand or don't understand That's right. and let's know what's going on. Because at the end of the day, it's all about making each other understand at the end of the day. We're family. You know what I mean? That's was about being plugged in. I don't want to be plugged in. I don't want to be out the loop. So with that being said, we're going to have words from our, one, from our sponsor, the Evening Rush Network. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at the evening network at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. All right, all right, all right. We are back and Precious is still at it. (laughs) (laughs) We must've hit a soft spot. It's okay. It's all right, all right. right. Listen, I'm telling you, and my disclaimer, and that's what she missed that, right? She missed my disclaimer when the question was posed about the children. I, I got into the business of taking care of the children. That's right. I got, once you're in the business of taking care of the children, there is no way that you could turn your back towards them, no matter what. Whatever anybody says for me. You know what I mean? For me, I want anybody to feel that, listen, I have a soft spot when it comes down to the kids. I mean, do I want them to, you know, go into a situation where they are worse off in a camp? But like um one of the one of the one of the people that wrote in said, you know, if who's to say that the situation at the camps isn't better than what they were dealing with? in their in their in in their homes. You know what I mean? We're talking about, you know, these places that don't have running water. Right. We're talking about places that don't have, you know, bathrooms. We're talking about their sanitation system is nothing. You know what I mean? We're talking about eating and meals. We're talking about um the 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 social the social lifestyle, the rapes and and, and, and and the drug dealing and the cartel life and the killings and the such. Jesus, so when you, you add God. all of these different things that's going on in these in these in these um, other countries um, to escape in a place where we promise to give a fair shake. You know what I mean? When you look at the Constitution, it says, "Hey, listen, give us your tired, your needy, your poor, and all that other stuff." When That's did awesome. that? When did when did that, when did that when did that when did that mandate stop? You know what I mean? When did that stop? When did when did all of a sudden the border say, "You know, oh, we at we had capacity." You know what I mean? It, it's always Pandora's box when you when you say things the way you say it. You know what I mean? So. We don't end now. I, I, That's just my take on it, you know.
0: Well, I was going to even just talk a little bit about and um, give an example of a Latin country that doesn't acknowledge their African side of their heritage. We were going to talk about uh, the discord between the Dominican Republic and Haiti. Mm-hmm. They're on the same island. They, you know, I mean, Haiti had control of the DR for about forty years. Um, after you had, after they relinquished control back to DR, you had a ruler, the um, diplomat by the name of Raphael Trujillo, who was considered to be like the Adolf Hitler of his time. He ordered, he ordered, he himself ordered this, um, this raid against black Haitians. Mm-hmm. And, He just killed about 17 to 20,000 of them at one time. It was called the partially massacre Mm -hmm. where after settling the borders, figuring out what the borders were between DR and Haiti, he went into Haiti and killed those who were affiliated with Haiti. Here's the funny thing about it though. Trujillo was of Haitian descent. Mm -hmm. He was, he, and he recognized his descent. But anybody who was darker than him suffered, which is that's something that I'll never understand. Like they are the same people, so you're killing your people for under what cause? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Look at him.
0: Uh, tell he has some Haitian in him. You can see. It. You can see it. <laughs> you can see it, but it was, it was like twenty thousand to thirty thousand people that were killed. Like the, he took the Dominican military and went into Haiti and killed them. Mm, that's great. For what you know, it, it was more or less to say. And then what he also did was he got rid of a lot of the African influences. Mm-hmm. He he eliminated them. Like he, uh, him and the government at, at DR of the time, they focused more on Western civilization. Uh, Caucasian American uh, influences and they tried to mirror themselves as such.
1: Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to pin that one because it's, it's getting a little deeper than we expected because we want, we want, we want precious to chime in on what she's thinking. Um, But the point of the point of the story and the point of the the topic is to um, show What's happening down there by the wall, and it's something that needs to be done either way, you know, either way, just for humanity's sake. But we're gonna get to the topic of the day, uh, which is the story of the underdog. And of course, we are sponsored by Baller. We also got some gifts from uh, from one of the sponsors of the Evening Rush Network. Um, I want to make sure that we have the gifts you know, present because I don't have it present. I, won't, I didn't wasn't able to give you your gift um, there, Joe, for you to, you know, rock on. So this weekend I will get you your gift. And then next week we'll make sure that we give the proper promise to the, to the, to, to, to the, um to the sponsor. Absolutely. Which is, which is Sayings by Butter. Shout out to Sayings by Butter. Appreciate okay. you. Thank you for your gift. It was, an, it was a nice gesture. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to go into our next topic. Um, just so that we can stay on on task, but what we're going to do is promise that we're going to bring back this very same topic again, and just probably just um, draw, you know, make a, another episode of it. So, like I said, it might need to take about two, three more episodes. That's right. There's so many
0: other Latin countries we could talk about, so you know, right. that's a good thing. So, the story of the underdog. What is the underdog story? The underdog story in my opinion is it's almost like a fairy tale. It's looking at a challenge and being able to overcome the challenge at your best means. doesn't matter what's in front of you but right. you can uh, succeed or prevail
1: because the underdog story tugs at the heartstrings. I'm a fan of the underdog story. And as we had discussions in the last week about the about the underdog, I realized that um, I've been duped and this is really like systemic oppression. It's a a form of systemic oppression. Whereas I'm always looking from the bottom up. I'm always looking from a, I'm the little guy. You understand? I'm saying trying to, trying to overcome some type of, some type of monster, some type of big old, you know, big old, um, 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 enemy or villain. Yes. And um, what we also realized is there was a flip to the story because everybody, like I said, it it tugs at the heartstrings. So we they flipped it and they made us the bad guys, whereas they have to become now in this day and time, the little people that have to overcome us, the big bag black guy. So I want to talk to the fact that at one point they were. The Goliath in the story. you understand while we were the Davids and now it seems as if they've flipped it to where we're the Goliaths of the story, where they're the Davids. and that's what I spoke on spoke to
0: Well, when you look at us being Goliath, it's almost as it's almost as if we're considered the favorite. Um, what we're fighting for is scary. We, where we're deemed as a threat. And like you said, once something is deemed as a threat, the victim will, uh, will automatically do what they can to fight that threat or overcome that threat. Mm-hmm. But since when is equ- asking for equality considered a threat? right? Is it means that we're doing it? Or is it just that people are tired of hearing of this story so they want to change the narrative a little bit? Well, we ask the question, what
1: if the underdog story is created because they know we are capable of overcoming? So you make the underdog story attractive. You understand? You make being, you know, always struggling to get yours, never being, or never actually just having it. And, 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 you know, it's always has to be about the struggle. It's every, every, at every turn, it's about our struggle to get somewhere. So what the I mean, do you think it was a, a creation, you know, more of a, a created mentality? Because me personally, I think that it's created by the, the elite. You understand the same way racism was created by the elite and the underdog story, because I don't think there's you know, there's people that make sure that we're sitting here fighting amongst ourselves for the for the scraps.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's, as as it's as if your accomplishments are not respected. As if you didn't struggle to get there. It's one of those when I look at the underdog, I look at the overall underdog story. We talked about David and Goliath. That is the most historically, um the most historically known story of the underdog. The first story I can remember hearing, anybody in a religious community can hear. You know, a small guy like David taking out a big Mughal giant like a Goliath. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything but a slingshot, but through the power of the slingshot, he slays the giant. Right. Now, look at let's take a look at this realistically. Can a stone take out a giant? No. I guess
1: in this story... In is- this
0: story, yes, because yeah. it was deemed for the underdog to win. Correct. We look at things at the NFL or mm-hmm. any of these sports leagues, especially in the minority community, mm-hmm. were always deemed as the underdog. We well. come from these... Low-income houses, single-parent households, uh, dealt with struggle, strain. I remember. Oh, so,
1: so not to cut you off, but I am going to, a little bit. So that that plays into we're always we're we we're, we're never we never it's never it's never it's never a normal thing for us to succeed. Then it's no. always it's always select few people who's going to to defeat the norm. Right. That's what you're saying. Because remember, we're talking about David and Goliath. Everybody wasn't David. Everybody wasn't a Goliath. Right. Goliath, you know what I mean? you had, But no, you had more Goliaths than you did have Davids When in, in that sense. You know what I mean? You had a bunch of giants. You had a bunch of great warriors in the such and and the third. But then you had this this, this exceptionally, you know, this exceptional person that just said, you know what? I'm going to defeat all odds. And that is our story time and time again. Is that
0: what you're saying? Yes. David is the exception
1: mm-hmm. to the
0: North. to the normality the normal would be goliaths right right the normal is crushed that's right okay (laughs) but what Mm. what it is is here's a here's an interesting thought though if we had a balanced system would there be a need for an underdog no
1: there won't be no need right Because we all have, we all, nobody would need to have to go to war. Nobody would need to have to fight. Nobody Mm -hmm. would need to have to, you know what I mean? One up the next man or nothing nothing of this sorts. So we have equality all the way around the board. Yeah, exactly. But because the elite wants to keep everything as usual, they will have us fighting amongst ourselves. Because what did we figure out? The elite don't care about near color. Nothing. Not one of these colors do the elite care about. They don't care about white. Black, Chinese, or uh, anything, because like, like, like when you look at the Matrix, right? The Matrix, the bad guy, the bad guy becomes the, the the hero, damn near, because he's sitting there looking at you like, "Come on, man!" But then here you is supposed to be <laughs> in real life. You're like, "Oh, wait a minute, hold on, Let's get confusing, right?" So then, all right, so then you look at a store, uh, um, 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 a show like American Gods, where it's like, you know, it's like, it's like it's so many like it's whatever whatever you believe comes to life you understand what i'm saying whatever you got going comes to life you know what i mean it's 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 who is it's it's what's you, who's your goliath who's your david
0: you understand that's that's what it is i mean right now we're at a point let's look at let's look at something like as simple as pan-africanism mm-hmm. pan-africanism talks about those who are trying to find themselves and escape the um, the unfairness of this country. Mm -hmm. Why are we deemed as villains from Pan-Africanism? Because we upset the system. We upset the normality. We're deemed as a villain, but all we're doing is asking for something that's a positive. Wouldn't we be deemed as a David because we're trying to overcome the Goliath of hate,
1: bigotry? But the point is, they control the narrative. They control what the media says. They control what the what the what the vision is. They control what it what it looks like. They control every every way that is put out there. And then we become the bad guy. That's the reason why we're shot on sight when it comes down to it. It's like okay, remember the 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 story is almost like we're like we're almost like superhuman. You know what I mean? It's almost like yo, listen. They could jump over. They could jump over cars. They could. You know what I mean? Because when you look at it, look, everything is highlighted about our physical. You know what I mean? We could dunk. We could do do this. We could tackle. We could run fast. We could do this. So when they come up on us, listen, they must be a superhero or something. They must be superhuman when it comes down to it. So like you said, they create the imagery that we are the Goliath. You understand? And they have to figure out, you know what I mean? And in their hearts, they are, yo, yo, listen, you know, they have to figure out how to, how to conquer us. And that's only because that's their mission is to conquer us. Right. You know what I mean? So we're not, you know what I mean? As Goliaths, we're sitting there, we're laughing. Like, come on, man, there ain't no competition. Yeah, we run faster. Okay. But can we get some freedoms? You know what I mean? Yeah, we, we can jump high, but can we get some of them same, you know, the same equalities that
0: we know, you know, that other
1: people could get,
0: you know? Absolutely. Here's here's another one for you. So Goliath would be in symbolism. Goliath would be like the body. David would be the mind. Mm -hmm. Because you have the mind is the one that's coming up with the things. That's like, Hey, wait a minute. I don't have to be a Goliath. And when you figure out that, your David is technically stronger than what Goliath is. Mm-hmm. That's when you become a threat. And that's when the narrative on the other, the underdog changes, because you have the power up here to figure out that you can overcome these things. I don't think it's a fact of, of, of the narrative being, being able to be changed on the elites end. But I think it's the fact that you're able to change the narrative on your own. And once you figure that out, you become Goliath mm-hmm. as opposed to David. Mm hmm.
1: But is it now in any situation, in one situation? I mean, in any any particular situation, I don't believe that any one of us want to be a David in any one situation. So that's the that's also the funny part. So we look at the story of the underdog and his heart wrench. You know, it's like, oh, man, yeah, yeah. Little guy. You know, I want you to you know, I want you to I want you to I want you to beat the big guy. But the reason why we're looking at it as such is because the big guy should crush him. You know what I mean? And I don't think that we should ever come into this mentality that we should be satisfied with being the underdog. And that is the point of this segment is that we are we get too satisfied in being the people that's coming up, uh, coming up from 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 beneath. You know what I mean? We get satisfied with the people, you know, with being the people that's that's fighting for every every nickel and every dime. We need to, like I said, that's the reason why we're talking about legacies and setting forth things for our children's children's children. Because that's what the that's what the that's what the Goliaths is doing. You understand what I'm saying? The Goliaths is the, is, is that way because they're they're looking they're looking they're looking ahead. They're trying to set up for their children's children's children. So they they they're fortified, man. We're sitting here trying to you know trying to throw pebbles at giants. That's right. You know what I mean? And you know what I'm saying? So the message in this is we need to stop trying to throw pebbles at giants and become the giants.
0: Right. You know I mean? That we are, man. Right? No. 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 And they, uh, like I said, or like we, 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 we you were referring to, um, you can have the strength of a Goliath, but use the mindset of a David to conquer. Maybe both of them are good in some sense, you know? And maybe it's not that Goliath is bad. Maybe it's that David is not all good. So, so you have to, have to have. I think if you have a combination of the two, you can create great things.
1: It's a matter of circumstance. Goliath was born into to his people, and he was going to be loyal to his people and loyal to what they what he was taught and 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 and, and, and trained. Right. So right now, the uh, one question is: um. So how do we walk away from it? How do we stop being the underdog by by accepting being the giants that we are? That's the reason why we have the Evening Rush Network. That's the reason why we have Plug with Molly and Joe. That's the reason why we have Queens. Um, the Queens in New York City and all of these other different shows that's predominantly, you know, black. I'm sure it is in, in many ways. You know, I think everybody is you know, black owned in that sense. And then it goes and stems out, it stems further when we stand in our own, when we understand um what, exa- you know, the might and the power that we have as a people. You know what I mean? That's how we stop being the underdog because we, we figure out we're not the underdog. There's no such thing as one because it's all about.
0: It's all about the the, the, the um, perspective, no? That's right. Don't fail. Don't get discouraged. Don't let the discouragement conquer you. Because that's what the idea of the discouragement is. Discouragement is to bring you down to a level to make you feel that like you have to overcome and do more. Yeah, know right. Know your worth. Know your value. Know these things. These things will help you overcome regardless, you know, or uh, get you to where your goal is. You know, and, go ahead. A lot of negative energy is what I think make people underdogs, negative situations that they grew up in or that they're raised in and not necessarily being accessible to what's really out there, what the positive things are. So a lot of that uh, obtains to the to the underdog story as well. If you're not given resources, if you're not given opportunities, you're not going to believe that they're there. Right. And that's the whole thing. And that's the reason why we have to stop looking
1: at ourselves as the underdog and understand that we, we are giants. It's, we are giants. Only thing we have to do is be given the chance. And then we also have, um, it says almost, uh, oh, because one thing is for certain is that a lot of people, a lot of our people always have to be almost belittled in a sense where it's like their accomplishment doesn't matter unless they, unless they if they didn't struggle. You know what I mean, and we do it to ourselves. You know what I mean? It's like you had to be—you had to come from the muck and the mire. You had to come from the hood. You had to come from the streets. You had to come from the ghetto for you to get respect for what you've accomplished and what you've done. That if you had it easy, oh, well, you had it easy, okay? Like you know, but um, that that's 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 another psychological um situation that we can't even address today. You yeah. know what I mean? But um, that, that it's part of the breakdown
0: uh, psychologically. You know?
1: No, nah, yeah. Yeah, so we have to. Yes, we do need. We do said said we need the masses to change their lens. Um, we do. We need the masses to change their lens. Yes, the majority needs to also see their work. Yes, that I mean. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. is to it's to keep it's to keep putting these these platforms out there in front of people. You know what I mean? It's to keep doing these things to make people understand that we are giants. You know what I mean? It's 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 not a game. You know what I mean? We built it. We built this country along with many other um um oppressed people you know what i mean because the elite keep they elite, the elite keep making us think that it's, it's just a black thing no they yeah. oppressed everybody like i was telling you um i was watching that show the american gods they listen they bought their own people over here at first mm-hmm. them ships you know what i mean and it was just as packed as a slave ship and it was just as messed up as a slave ship and all that so it was about business as usual with them you know what I mean, and it became about more and more business, and they knew how to how to do this. Listen,
0: it's not a game, man. It's not a game. But, not at all. But it was. So that- what, what do we do to? I I wanted to just bring this up really quickly. Um, I shared something in our group earlier in regards to the Richard Pryor show that he had in the seventies, where he did the skit about the Egyptian uh, archaeologist. Right. You right. know, going to Egypt finding out the history of Egypt and who invented what life was. So it was three British archaeologists and a black one who Richard Pryor played. And he's going over the things. They're discovering all these things that were discovered by Africa, Egyptians. Mm-hmm. And it was to a point where the British eco- uh, the British archaeologists couldn't take it. And they wanted to destroy what was there because they couldn't believe it. So uh, to their sense, they, got, they wanted to keep the narrative going because... It, it takes away from the, the systematic oppression. You know, it takes away from that. Like, what's the need for these things? If, um, what's, Like I said earlier, the balance uh, is uh, of equality is what makes up the underdog story. If there was a balance of equality, there'd be no need for an underdog. And so in my mind, it's really overrated. You know, you it's overrated because of the fact that we shouldn't have an underdog in the first place. Everybody should be living life the same way. Yeah, but they'll call that communism so with that said
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and listen with that, say, <laughs> with,
0: that said,
1: with that said we're gonna um go to our next segment it was a little it was deep you know yeah the the underdog story is in fact a tragedy sis my sister charmed in it is uh it, it, and and i realized it in in being so 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 enamored by it that it's it's a sad state to do. Like, oh, I always want to root for the underdog, root for the underdog, root for the underdog. You're gonna take a lot of lumps doing that. You know what I'm saying right. So, right. You kind of compare it to your life. mode well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're gonna take a lot of lumps. I'm a Nick fan, so trust me, yeah. I know what it is to root for the underdog for a lot of years, them Bulls years. Everybody, everybody, a Jordan fan. no, I'm rooting for the underdog. I'm gonna go for the underdog. And I was hurting, and you
0: were in tears. So, whew, unbelievable! Is that, is that why Dolan won't change the franchise up? Because he feels that your story I, will bring him money. I don't want to talk about Dolan. <laughs> but, um, <laughs>
1: let's go. Next, cut topic. Next segment is next up at Baller, one of our sponsors. My, 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 um, my, 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 baby. My, um, my, um, program. This what we're gonna try to change lives with this program. But this is what's going on next up at Baller. Next up at Baller. Thank you. Okay, we have Baller Legacy presents Fitness Friday's Zumba. $15 suggested donations. Register online at www.baller.org slash events. April 9th at 7 p.m., 1014 Gates Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, third floor. With Cynthia Forvet. Forvet. I don't know, but it sounds good. Yeah. (laughs) So that's one. All right. So, what else we got coming up? What else we got coming up? Come on now. Where's that? It should be more. It should be more. Drum roll, please. What else is going on?
0: Okay. All right. I can talk about this one. Uh, A March walk. We had to postpone it from last march because of weather but we are going this sunday april 11th at 11 a.m we are meeting don't at, at that date. don't look at the date. date we are meeting at utica avenue and fulton street in front of boys and girls high school
1: anybody could come out and walk i don't yes. care please um, register bring
0: you go company. on the balla.org and register we need a number count so we can know how many that's gonna come i promise you if you're Brooklyn, if you're interested in Brooklyn, you're gonna wanna do this tour. It's gonna be really fun.
1: Yes, yes, yes. The ball the the the, the March walk, but we're gonna do it in April. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Oh my god, Ball of Beauties, they're so cute. I hate them. Look at that. Yeah, they are we- they're, oh, they're so adorable. Look at that. That is so adorable. Well, Ball of Beauties is having a tea party, guys um they're having it at the same yeah sunday this this yeah april 11th 3 p.m 1014 gates avenue third floor brooklyn new york yellow and white attire requested all nice and pretty and dainty yeah. not required okay yeah. but it's requested it's not required they're just they're just they're just so cute they're so darn yeah yes 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 <laughs> let's teach out let's teach our girls how to be women let's teach yes women. yes yes indeed okay coming up oh yes yeah, this is one of my this is one of my good ones um go ahead, talk about that one
0: a virtual credit education workshop with victory business solutions Monday April twelfth at eight fifteen pm you can register at balla slash events. We And then, um, you know, you'll learn, you'll learn how credit works. It's a financial literacy workshop. So please, um, join us, join register. It's something that, and you can connect with a credit repair specialist. So any of those who are interested in building their credit and finding out ways to get it better, this is for you. Come join us. Yes, sir. And that's, that's, you know, that's the things
1: we're doing. What else we got going on is,
0: Hold on, I don't know. That's I believe that's it for now. But there's always something new happening. So that I'm is it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that
1: was yeah, that was yeah, that was the right about right amount of time. Yep, that was it for now. So what we're going to do is we're going to speak on um, a recap. Well, we don't need to recap because we're going to bring back um, that topic and we're going to we're going to rework that topic and we're going to have Miss Precious in on the call for that topic since she wants to have so much to say through text and not call us up. She could say it herself. Yes. Be gonna, ready, precious. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna bring her in on, on
0: one of these days. Um next yeah. episode, next episode coming up soon. To vaccine or not to vaccine. That right, is-
1: right, 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 right. We haven't talked about the pandemic like it ain't even exists or something, but my thing is, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to breathe that negativity into the air, man. We, we got a lot to talk about. We ain't got to talk about no vaccines. We ain't got to talk about no pandemics and nothing like that. I look at it the same way, you know, um, back in the days, there was a lot of things that um, humanity had to deal with when it came down to disease and how to overcome these diseases, you know? So th- what's different now than back then? I don't know, but I ain't going to be your guinea pig first. That's just my opinion, but... Um, at the same time, I mean, everybody had those yellow cards and those yellow cards meant that you got you got
0: hit with something that that didn't necessarily wasn't right in the beginning. Trust me. That's, that's right. Um, not to go off topic too much. I mean, before we end our show, what right. about that versus the other night between Earth, Wind, the Fire and the Isley Brothers? Whoa, bro. I was ready. I, was ready. <laughs> bro, bro, I had to fit on anything, bro. I had the jacket,
1: bro. I had, like, I, it looked like it was one of their jackets. It looked like the same print and all that, man.
0: You, I, uh, you, were the, you were the 16th member of Earth, Wind the Fire?
1: No, I was, I was, <laughs> all, I was, man, listen, you think Steve Harvey, man? Listen, Steve Harvey was happy, happy, happy. And, I, listen, I salute Steve Harvey, man. That's actually, listen, I'm going to give somebody their flowers while they right here, and that's going to yeah. be Steve Harvey one of these days. And I'm telling y'all, and he got a lot of haters. I don't know why, but. Listen, that man. That man
0: just be telling his life, man. We listen. Speak right. a yeah. lot of people can live, you know. I I was born a little after the music came out, but I grew up on it. Like I could I could see my father on Sunday at a card table playing Pinochle with the music in the background. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was but a. Century. It really felt like that on a Sunday. You know, and, I and, they,
1: and they was hey, yeah. I have my before I was ready. I was ready. I'm telling you, I was ready. I was water. You see what I'm saying, brother? I, I say, oh, 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 Roman house, <laughs> but they was, they was, they, they were very inspirational. That is, listen, listen. I can't wait for our jazz band over at, um, at, um, Baller as well. Hopefully, oh,
0: hopefully, hopefully, you can get down with that, Joe. The jazz. Oh, yeah, band. we'll we'll try to make some arrangements for that. That's that's a good cause, So you yeah, know that. Yeah, man. But um. I think we need, we need
1: bands. We need music bands again, man, because yes. um, the likes of Earth, Wind & Fire is, is far and in between now. It's like And the likes of the Ozzy Brothers, man. That, that the, the Boy, that that man was looking smooth, man. And I also show you, you know what I mean, having a beard, having a beard means mean yeah. a lot because he looked way different than when he don't got a beard.
0: Listen, eighty years old and looking like that, man—he a killer. Ron Isley's a killer. Yeah. I Loved it. I yeah, loved it. That's my spirit animal at eighty years old.
1: Yeah. Uh. 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 <laughs> oh, my sister said we sound like two old uncles.
0: Uh, uh, I think old uncle. You know what? It's, it's okay. It's all right. We just we just living our best life. <laughs> yeah. We. Just, I want to be like Uncle Steve. How about that? That's we're right. At, That's right. Steve
1: like he's checking off his bucket list as he goes on in life.
0: That's right. I love it. Every day something different getting checked yeah. off.
1: But what we're going to do is we're going to shut this down and we appreciate everybody that came out. Uh, everybody's going to take a look at our, our eighth show. I don't know if it's our eighth show, ninth show. I think it's our eighth show. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really special for us. I love the I love the back and forth with our sister precious. And um we appreciate you guys. Until next time. Peace. Peace.